55 metres out. Good kick. Oh, what a ball! Mark of the year. <laughs> Mark of the year in the last round. <laughs> now, go on, KB. What do you reckon? I reckon it was that is the biggest leap since Modra two years ago. And you called it that night, Robo's Mark of the year. And he's been trying for the whole year, Bruce. And he's got it in the last round. Have a look at that. You can always tell him you played one game. Man who played 109 games in the end of his uh, his career. It uh, had a had a terrific journey from Canberra uh, through the Melbourne Footy Club, through the North Melbourne Footy Club, through the Werribee Footy Club. Sean Smith is his name. He's on the line now. Hello, Smithy. How are you? Hey, Kev. How are you going, mate? Very well. I'm very well. Uh, you're good self these days. Uh, I know uh, we've we've seen in the press some issues with uh, some concussion and post uh, post career sort of uh, 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 issues that you've had. How how is that all sitting with you at the minute? Um, oh, you have your good days, you have your bad days. Um, yeah, you just have to deal with it somehow. And uh, at least I know there's something going on up there. I thought I was going silly there for a while. Oh, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, it's just a matter of just manage, trying to manage it. How many times did you get concussed that you that you're aware of in your in your in your footy uh, career, Sean? Uh, I went through with a few friends and you know, ex partners and stuff about you know. I reckon I got knocked out probably twelve times and. Good um, and probably had probably had oh, another 30, 30 plus concussions. I'd, I'd say could be more. Just you know, a little knock that, but you know, that sort of shakes your head a bit, and you sort yep. of get up and you go, oh, yeah, they probably they do a lot of damage because yep. you, you keep playing, you know. So um, and yeah, the, and when the, you went and the kind of knock on effect of those knock after knock after knock, we we knew nothing about until until very recent times. Well, I, I think I think they the AFL did, really does know about it. I don't think, don't think they really want to know, want to put their hand up about it. Yeah. Um, uh, they did testings back in the you know, I think it was back in the seventies or the eighties, um, and they sort of found it was going to do some damage. You know. Yep. We don't have to be rocket science to work out if you keep getting hit in the head, uh, you can do some damage. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Well, we'll see how that plays out uh, in the future. But uh, as long as as long as you're okay right now, uh, uh, that that's good to hear. Yeah, it is. Yeah, all fine, mate. All right. Well, let's go back to uh, now. You were you came out of uh, out of Canberra, out of Ainsley in in Canberra. You were captain of the uh, the ACT Teal Cup squad, so you were obviously identified as a potential uh, league talent at an early age. Uh, yeah, obviously, I, I played played pretty good as a junior and. Um, yeah, played sort of state footy from under thirteens, under twelve, thirteens, right through. Played senior footy up in Canberra at age of fifteen, I think it was. Um, so yeah, I sort of took to the game pretty good. So how did you finish up uh, at at North Melbourne first up? Well, I was playing at the under fifteen, the old Shell Cup under fifteen um, state uh, national carnival, and um, I won the the player of the series that year and. Greg Miller was at the Swans, uh-huh. and he was he was watching, and obviously we were the uh, the area for the Swans. We were zones back then. Uh, there was no draft or anything like that. Um, and Mum and Dad were sitting in the crowd, and Greg approached Mum and said, "Oh, you know, I'm Greg Miller from the Swans." Is that Mum thought he was he was taking the piss out of us? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this bloke? And he sort of realised that uh, that yeah, he's serious about it. So. Um, so they started chatting away and went up to Sydney and um, uh, they sort of wined and dined you a bit. You know, we had a party at Jeffrey Ellison's place and, you know, I was sort of, the head was spinning us there and didn't know what was going on. And um, just when I was ready to sign, Greg 
Greg uh, whatever reason left the Swans and went to North Melbourne and so he rang his up he said don't go to the Swans come to North Melbourne right <laughs> so um, yeah so he he took um, so I signed a contract at 15 uh, knowing that I, when I left school I'd be going straight down to um, to Melbourne at, at 17 when I was after year 12 did the Swans fight and, for you at all? Oh, I can't remember that. My, my, I let mum and dad do do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I just said, yeah, I just want to play footy. So I'm pretty sure they would have. Um, but he also took uh, uh, another guy called Brett Allison down as well. Um, he's a pretty good mate of mine. Obviously, we played footy together up in Canberra. And, and then um, and then he also took the next year, he took a guy called John Longmire and Wayne Carey to North Melbourne. So I don't <laughs> think the Swans would be overly happy with particular. <laughs> Good God, you put those four names in the Swans lineup at that stage, they would have been, un- oh, well, they yeah. would have been close to unbeatable. <laughs> Jeez. Goodness gracious. Yeah, Greg did a good job there. It's, uh, there's a few boys that come from Canberra. Um, Herdy, Herdy and uh, um, Nathan Buckley both played at Ainsley uh, for their junior career. And there's actually an under 14 trophy with. With my name and then Herdy's and Dave and Nathan Buckley's. So, um, <laughs> yeah, good club, Ainsley. They're very, very, very good. Didn't David Cloak coach up there for a number of years too? Uh, he did, yeah. He coached up there for a couple of years. Uh, one, two flags. It was a really a, a, a really strong team uh, in that time. And Cloak, he was obviously a great asset for uh, for the team as well because um, he was a playing coach. And So, um yeah, yeah, so they're very. So I think they just won the flag in this year up, up there. So, um, they're a good, good, good club. So you get to uh, you get to North Melbourne, get to Arden Street. Who who takes you under your wing as a, as a you know a seventeen year old uh, trying to make his way in the in the world and in the world of footy? It's, it's funny you say that. We talk about responsibility and stuff. They put us into a house. I guess they wouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> they put us in a house in Mooney Ponds. Um, it was myself, Wayne Swass, and a girl called Rob Walker lived um, in the house. And then next door, there was a, another <laughs> another house with uh, Dean McRae, John, John McCarthy, and Mark Hepburn, and with no supervision. So it was a sort of a bit <laughs> the houses looked like they'd been ransacked because obviously, seven year old kids, they don't really um, keep the house too tidy. But they'd have a lady come and cook dinner. But, bring us meals and stuff and do our washing. But um, they were like a little bit of a, a party house in some regards <laughs> because, uh, you know, we're only all about 17, 18, 19 years old. So, um, yeah, it was good fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think every I think every club did that. I think that was actually the norm, was to was to stick three or four blokes in a house together and, they, and, and have someone come in and clean the place and do the washing and ironing and stuff for once a week, and that was that was the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think about it, it's just it's sort of really silly, isn't it? <laughs> it it's absolutely ridiculous, but, but it it probably it probably caused them less grief than putting you in a house with a family and you're running the muck in that house. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I think so. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good some some good fun times though. But it wasn't very good conducive to to, to uh, good footy, I suppose. Now, uh, round four, nineteen eighty seven, is when you made your debut. How, how come it took till round four for you to get to, to get on the ground? Um, well, I know, uh, Fruity got a game against Melbourne, um, and it was like, you know, people going, ooh, Fruity beat, you know, I said, oh, well, you know, this is just the way it is, and, um, I really can't remember why I didn't get in, get in earlier, just, obviously, 
know, the form or whatever. But I know I played the week before. I played a reasonably uh, a good game, and and then they, they said, "Yeah, you're playing." And it was a big game too because uh, it was Shimmer's three hundredth. So uh, it was down at Geelong, and Shimmer played on Ablett, and um, that was a big, big week. And you know, sort of my first game sort of got swept aside a bit because of the hype of that Chiller's 300 uh, first, you know, game's record holder and all that sort of thing. And then, yeah, we ended up winning by, uh, I think it was nine points or something like that. Yeah, it was that, the, the scoreline by today's standards is unbelievable. We notice this a lot when we do this segment and go back and, and look at games in the sort of 80s and the, and the early 90s. It, it, was, uh, it was Geelong 18-19-127. Believe it or not, that was a losing score. Yes. Um, because you blokes kicked nineteen twenty two one hundred and thirty six. Yes, <laughs> that that is just. And I mean, that, that's unbelievable. And that's why it was. It was. Yeah, not sort of putting the game down now, but it was a better standard to watch or better exhibition to watch because there's a bit more scoring and um, a bit more open footy, I suppose. Well, Brucey Linder kicked six for uh, for Geelong. That's and, right. And uh, Stephen McCann kicked uh, eight uh, for uh, no, hang on, that's hit out. So goals. Sue kicked a uh, uh, well. David Dwyer kicked four. Phil Cracker kicked four. Jimmy Cracker kicked three. Um, and uh, just I think uh, I think you got one in the end. I think one, one or two. Yeah, I can't, can't remember that much. <laughs> the first kick was a goal, so that was uh, maybe it was the only kick I was got. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You did better than that. Your, your statistics were eight kicks, six marks. I don't think you stood on anyone's head that day, but you took six marks. Uh, no, I did actually. I took marks of the day. Did you? I stood on, um, yeah, I took. I stood on uh, uh, Turner's head. I think it was Michael Turner. <laughs> the, the famous, the oh, famous yeah. Michael Turner. You, you, oh, geez, it was Michael Turner. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah, have liked he that. Because uh, Kangaroo at half time, he goes, "Oh, it looks like you can take a mark. I want you to go for everything." Kangaroo's <laughs> <laughs> uh, giving me the green light, so straight after three quarter time and. Kick out from fullback and um, yeah, sit down to <laughs> So what are what are your memory what are your memories of the lead up to being selected? I mean, because these days you know there's they make videos and they do all sorts of stuff, which you would have seen with Joel and uh, and and it's a much bigger deal to to get your first game than than I guess what it was back then in '87. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't remember much about that, um, but yeah, it's a, it was. Um, <laughs> Back, back then, sometimes you had to watch the TV to see whether it was in the team or not, yep. or read the paper the next day. It wasn't sort of like all this big lead up and that, because we didn't have a lot of meetings, I guess. We just trained and we'd have a bit of a meeting before the game and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But obviously, we were, weren't were full-time footballers then. We were, you know, I was a, um, working and, you know, whatever, and doing a plumbing apprenticeship. And, um, yeah, I don't really don't remember. I just, I think you find out, on the Thursday night, because we had the old training Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and um, there you just find out on the, the Friday morning or the Thursday night, whatever, if you're watching the game, and there wasn't a lot of hype about it, but um, I think because obviously Shimmer as well, stole my limelight head there, he that. <laughs> hey, I just have a look at the age, you were 17 and Shimmer was 34, so he was twice your age and he, had, uh, he, had, he just had a lazy 299 games on you. Yeah, that, that, yeah, just a lazy 299. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he was a good player. He's one of my favourite players, Shimmer. Uh, uh, the lineup of North Melbourne that day is just, uh, it reads like the history. I mean, you mentioned Brett Allison, who obviously at that stage had only played a couple of games, but Darren Crocker, uh, Ian Fairley, Peter German, the Cracker brothers, Maddie Larkin, who was such a great player, 
John Laws, yep. Stephen McCann, Donald McDonald, uh, Shimmer, Ross Smith uh, was a, was an absolutely star-studded lineup. Darren Steele, who, who turned out to be a great player as well, and and John Kennedy, the coach. Uh, now you mentioned what he said to you at halftime. Did you get any wise words of wisdom that you can remember before the game? Uh, no, I think it's just a lot of kids <laughs> would just sort of go out and smash them. <laughs> 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 He was a very basic coach in that regard. Kanga was, uh, I mean, you'd run through a brick wall for the bloke. Um, so he'd sort of get you up and about. But it was pretty basic footy back then. He sure he was. Get, when, we, when you get the ball, kick it our way. And when when they get it, when they get it, you've got to tackle them, get the ball back and kick it our way. You know? So it was uh, fairly basic down that, down that time. Uh, I mean, you do. You, you coach these days in terms of you've, you've coached the, the women and, and uh, been involved at AFL level and VFL level and stuff. There, there's a lot to be said for that uncomplicated, simplistic uh, kind of uh, thoughts about the game, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I mean, I, I, was, I was involved in, uh, um, in the AFL in 2005 with the doggies. I did the running. And well, this, that was that's still a while ago now. But even then, there was... Blokes running around with clipboards and everyone having a say. I'm thinking, oh, this, this is they're making a game really <laughs> simple game really hard. Yeah, you know. Um, and I think some people, you know, justify their job nowadays when they're in there and they have to come up with something. And um, but when you look at the basics of game nowadays, it hasn't changed ever since ever since the game started. You know, um, you know, tackle pressure and all that sort of stuff, and um, that that hasn't changed at all. Yeah. But um, obviously the tactics now, the, the, the athletes that they've got in the game nowadays are unbelievable. Um, the amount of Ks that they, they cover. And, um, but if you look back in the 80s and 90s, the ball went down the ground faster. And, and people go, no, that's not right. You know, um, when you actually look at some of the footage, it actually ball, the ball went on down the ground faster because we kick it up and down the ground, not sideways, backwards. Yeah. Um, the human beings, the, the the players, they run up and down the ground a lot faster. It's, it's mind-boggling how they run today. Yeah. Um, yeah, how they come up every week and keep playing. And, you know, it's uh, yeah, just amazing what the body can do. But, um, yeah, I just, yeah, the, well, people say that about the 80s and 90s footy, that they reckon it was probably the best best era. Because, um, you know, there's a bit of rough stuff as well. Obviously, I was on the receiving end of quite a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, which I'm glad they've cleaned that up in the game because you really don't need that sort of stuff in the yeah. game. But um, and uh, yeah, but yeah, hopefully uh, you know, just hope my son can get up and up and about now because he, he keeps breaking down at Melbourne. But um, hopefully he'll, he'll be all right. Yep. Um, the, your, your, your sort of expectations of yourself back in those uh, sort of late part of the eighties. What you, you got your first game uh, as we said, round four, nineteen eighty-seven. What, what were your hopes? Were you were you hoping to be a hundred game player, or a, a, did you have any of those sort of aspirations? Uh, obviously, when you when you play at a club, you have those aspirations and um, to, to be as good as you can be and things like that. And I think, obviously, the first year was was reasonably good. And I, I know I did lose my way a bit the second year. Um, just didn't have any good guidance, I suppose, as a mentor or something like that. Um, and I sort of uh, got injured a lot and. And it sort of really, uh, you know, knocks you around a fair bit. Um, and I think 89, I, I think played one game or something like that. And, yep. Um, yeah, I was sort of a bit, bit lost. And then, you know, you start, it used to annoy me. And I started getting really fit again. And, and then you start getting some form. And then 
guess what would happen? Oh, you get an injury. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And, and when you were playing really bad, you could run into a brick wall and not hurt yourself. So it was uh, <laughs> used to used to annoy me a fair bit. But um, yeah, this one I seem to get. I never seem to get a good run at it at North. No, it's just, and that's not the club's fault. That's it's just the way it panned out. Um, um, and then when I went to Melbourne, I, you know, I had a different different mindset. You know, I had a year down at Werribee, and thank God. Um, Don McDonald got me got me back into the AFL. He it was sort of part of the plan to play down there and try and get me redrafted. And um, I thank him highly for that. That's a, that that's not an unusual way to go about it these days. But back in those days, that was an unusual way to go about it. Because once you left the AFL system uh, and went ba- and went back a step, it, it was bloody hard to go, come from there back into the system again. Yeah, it was. It was. And it's funny. Like a lot of people said, "Oh, what are you going to do now?" And I said, "I'm playing VFA." So I wanted to go and play country footy, and I could have got three times as much money up there. Yeah. But it wasn't about money; it was about getting back, you know. And people, some blokes would just go, "Oh, you're kidding! Up. Your time's up," you know. Which was actually a good thing because it would say, "Well, when I when I play AFL next year, I'm going to come back and <laughs> do like your ass sort of thing," you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I had a really good year. Won the best and fairest. Won the goal kicking came second or third in the list or something and just had a really and it was fitter, um, stronger and um, did a pre season at Essen and trying to get back on the list and obviously didn't get picked. So then I had to go went back to Werribee and and um, yeah and Donald Donald really, really looked after. He's a good coach and he's a great bloke, great motivator. Um, obviously he's been involved in footy for a long time after, afterwards at North and everything. Um yeah, and then finally when you get back in, you get drafted, um, you just sort of go, wow, that was a good journey. And then <laughs> another one another one starts. You know, you just couldn't believe it. I was, I was hopefully I was going to get back in. I, and when you do, you always have those doubts, I suppose. You know, somebody you might look over, looked as I was 25, like that sort of thing. But finally, uh, you got back in and, um, yeah, and then... Went to Melbourne, so I was uh, wrapped. And and well, I want to talk about '95. It was a hell of a year for you. But uh, did did you lose your passion for footy in any of that? In uh, you know the, the trials and tribulations of the injuries and being delisted and then going playing at a at a secondary level. No, it actually spurred me on. I, was, I think I got sort of comfortable at, at North. You know, just I'm an AFL player, and all of a sudden you're not. You go, <laughs> wow, that's that's a kick in the guts. And yeah. you know, I, I knew I had that. I knew what I had inside me I could play and probably wasn't delivering the best. And um, Yeah, so I actually trained. And after after Ruby Sears, I went and trained at Fitzroy. I thought, well, if I can't get a game in Fitzroy, I'll, I'll give it away. Yeah. He's obviously doing it a bit tough, Fitzroy, at the time. And saw Bernie Quinn went out on grand final eve. I'd had a few herbs into me. And, and I said, Bernie, I think, can I have a chance to go back? And he goes, yeah, no problem. So I thank Bernie as well. He gave me the opportunity to, to train at the club and and got really, really fit and really strong. And and out of the blue, Melbourne, Melbourne, um, they picked before Fitzroy were going to pick me up. Um, they picked us, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you just never know what was going to happen. And, and 95 turned out to be a, like a watershed year, I guess, for you in many ways. You played 22 games. Uh, the, the the celebrated market, the Gabba, which everyone still talks about to this day, and rightly so. Uh, and, and you had a really good year. Yeah, I, um, it was good to play a whole season. I hadn't played a whole season for <laughs> like 
since junior footy, I think it was. Um, so it was just really, really good to, to get strength. You know, I've also, I played a whole year, but I bugged my shoulder. I had to have a shoulder reco at the end of the year. Um, so I didn't come through unscathed. Um, yeah, and then obviously everyone, everyone talks about that mark up together. And, um, I've taken many, many a photo at bars or restaurants and stuff, <laughs> standing <laughs> on chairs, taking marks over people. It's <laughs> uh, quite funny. But, uh, yeah, and, and kicked 50 goals for the year as yeah. well and just had a, um, yeah, just had a really good year. Um, when you look back, is that is that the the high point for you of the of the of your career? Yeah, it was the best year I, I, I've had. But then I, I guess I went the next year. I went down. Our fullback went uh, went down. Um, uh, Primke, uh, Paul Primke went down, and yeah, and they needed a fullback. So, and I was the lucky person to go and play fullback. I played fullback for the next two years. So it was sort of. Thinking, I kicked fifty goals last year. What am I doing the other end of the ground? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got to yeah, and I actually played some good footy down there. I was sort of maybe I was playing it wrong in the ground all my life. So um, um, yeah, I got to play on Gary Ablett and all these guys. Well, Celebratedly, you 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 kept him goalless. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I get the occasional. Um, a long supporter come up and they go, I remember that day down at Cadinia Park, you kept Gary Golis, you know, there's, there's not a, you think, yeah, well, it's, it's fair to say I was, um, absolutely, I didn't get much sleep that week leading up to playing on the gas, um, <laughs> it's fair to say I was shitting myself, <laughs> but um, um, yeah, he was, a t- he t- I mean, I got lucky a few times, but um, and they won by 10 goals as well, I think, if I remember correctly, and um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's my other achievement, I suppose. <laughs> now, now, post uh, playing footy, you got involved, obviously, in coaching. You went back to to Werribee, obviously, and then played a bit there, and you played a bit up in the in the bush and stuff. But you got involved in women's footy in the in the last few years. Has that been a? I mean, from the outside, it looks like it's been a really satisfying experience for you. Uh, I yeah, I I met the girls up at a footy trip, um, and I was in, I was coaching a team called Newland. And and their, their coach goes, I'm not coaching next year. We need a coach and this and that. And, I, and I'm thinking about it, thinking about it. I'm thinking, yeah. And don't ask me why I said, yes, I'd do it, because it was Berwick and I live in I live in Essendon. Yeah. So uh, it was, <laughs> geographically, it was a wrong move. But um, sometimes you just got to go with your, just go with your gut feeling. Um, and it was the best move I've ever, I've ever done because... To watch these girls play footy and and the way they train and you know the the, the bruises that some of these girls have and they keep playing it's just it's you know great to watch um, you know I've seen the game obviously um, uh, change a fair bit in the last six seven years because yeah. it was a community sort of competition uh, the VWFL and um, and then obviously now it's now it's the VFL and VFLW and AFLW. So it's um, yeah, it's great to see. It gives gives the girls a direct pathway to the to the top level, and and you know, and they're starting to get the rewards that they've uh, they've been doing. And they're very different to coach than uh, than the men in not and not in the obvious ways, but in, in a whole lot of other ways that people tell me. Uh, it, there is. I mean, there's obviously um, I think what a what a lot of people do is they try and compare it. To men's footy, and they go, oh, it's not as good as men's. You go, well, hang on, no, it's not. It's 
that's not the case. It's not the same as men's because they don't kick as far to start with. And that's just genetics. It's just the way it is. Um, you know, they're playing on a big ground. When, it, when and you look at men can kick the ball 60 metres, women kick it about 30. So, so the ground all of a sudden become a lot bigger. You know. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and then just you just got to talk to them differently. You know, there's obviously you're dealing with a different emotional set as well. Um, you know, they're very very passionate um, when they play, very emotional. So sometimes you just got to curb your language, change your language, whatever it is. You know, to to get the best out of them and um, and, and treat them like you know uh, female athletes. You know, they're not men. Yep. And and you get the best out of them. They're just they're wonderful to train. Uh, tell us about your son and his uh, his footy journey. You mentioned he's he's got some issues with some injuries and stuff. But uh, that, how did that feel for you when you know he ran out and played his first game? Oh, I was yeah, it was it was pretty uh pretty awesome when you think um, you know playing his first game and he was he was only just a rookie that the year before and you know, he's pretty nervous and all this sort of thing and. Um, but, he, but then once again, I'm thinking, oh, I hope I haven't passed the gene down because he, you know, in the first quarter, he had about six, seven possessions. And then um, about five minutes ago in the first quarter, he popped his shoulder out and missed the rest of the season. <laughs> missed a fair chunk of the season. So I'm thinking, oh, no, here we go again. His, um, his mum was uh, a bit distraught over. She just, she, she's not a big fan of footy, obviously. Because yep. <laughs> she's seen... Seemed herself get smashed up, and then all of a sudden Joel got hurt round one. She just goes, oh, "I hate football." You know, just uh, it's just yeah, I, I feel for her. But um, but I'll, I'll give give Joel his credit. He's really um, stuck at his guns, and he's just doing the best he can. And it was just it was just a freaky thing that happened. And um, he's really matured as a person. Um, yeah, and he's uh, yeah, he's good. It's been it's been the best thing for him. Did you have any uh, wise words of advice for him, or did you try and keep out of it, or what? What, what was your what was your sort of uh, plan of action there? I, I try and keep out of it because the game has changed a lot uh, in some regards in the tactics. But I'm more more uh, worried about his attitude more. So that's why I keep saying to his manager um, Maxi Kleiman, who I've known for for donkey's years, and yep. and I said, Max, you just deal with all the all the other staff and the coaches deal with all the, the, the tactics and that. But says one thing I can change is his attitude. If it gets out of line, says I can I can correct it with one of these inserted fur up his bum, you know, like <laughs> foot up foot straight up the half. He laughed and he goes, yeah. And that's the main thing that all, all I'm worried about is is is, is uh, the way he goes about it. And he's uh, he's been outstanding. So well, I can't bother him in that regard. He just needs a needs a little bit of luck um, on the park and. Hopefully we'll see the best in next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, thanks for spending some time with us, Sean. Appreciate it. Uh, back to round four, 1987, uh, in front of 18,628 people at Cadinia Park. You played your very first game, and uh, that was the first of 109. And, of course, uh, the most memorable uh, for many people, that mark on top of... Uh, do you still remind Gary Lyon that you're on top of his head? <laughs> Oh, I try not to. I think Gaz is sick of it, I think, to be quite honest. <laughs> and, and we can all understand completely and utterly why. Uh, well done, mate. Uh, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it, and uh, good luck for the future. Thanks, Kev. Uh, I'll hopefully catch up soon one day, mate. Absolutely. Good.